Hey guys, it's the Lone Wolf here, back with the, another episode, if you will. I think I, it's been forever. I know. I just think that bi weekly kind of works out for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Something about doing it like every single week for me just feels draining and with, with, all my other with my life going on right now i just thought that i shouldn't post the week every single week so really who knows what my podcast schedule will be who really knows it could be every week bi-weekly or once a month as long as you keep sticking around then that's all that really matters to me although doing this for like what over two years now i am slowly in the process of not caring anymore not caring about popularity not caring about you know analytics and stuff like that for the sole reason that if i do focus on it then i have to like try and so and i think i'm not i feel like i'm not in a position where i'm ready to put all my cards on the table so um yeah you know and also things have just been uneventful in my in my life ish sort of you know it's summer coming up soon and well there are a bunch of stuff there's a bunch of stuff that's been happening around lately i feel like i just rather compile all my thoughts in this one episode and then We'll see. We'll see what what it will go from there. Um, spoilers for anything I'm about to say in general. This is your warning. Multiverse of Madness, Marvel-related news, or take it even Percy Jackson. I might even do a Percy Jackson rant in the middle of this episode. So, unless you're in the mood for some pessimism, negativity, straight up a rant. If you're ready for a rant be ready although i might tone it down a bit just just expect a rant expect a rant or just mild confusion and if you're not into that sort of thing that is totally fine i get it this podcast might not be be right for you or you don't want to listen to someone getting angry with that being said though, let's get it out of the way. Let's get the Percy Jackson rant out of the way. So, not too long ago, and by not too long ago, as in a month. A month ago, right? Uh there was a casting report on the new Percy Jackson Disney Plus TV series. Now, yes, Percy Jackson is owned by Disney, so technically they could do whatever they want. Please keep that in mind. Rick Royden is apparently involved with the project. Keep that in mind. And, um, yeah, those two things are, they play a huge, huge factor there. Now, before I say anything more, I will butcher a lot of the names for the Percy Jackson cast because... Well, I'm just might going. I might go to. I might. I just. I just. I. I might butcher their names. So, we have Walker Scobell, 
as Percy Jackson. You know, the Percy Jackson. We have Leia Saba Salva Jeffries as Annabeth Chase. And we have Iran Simihadri as Grover. If I butchered it, I'm sorry. I'm Asian. I'm kind of dumb. And I don't know anything. So, yeah, those main three are going to be our trio for who knows how long. Are they going to cover the five books? Are they going to cover their appearance entirely? I don't know. But we do know that it's going to be a Disney Plus TV series. So, you know, one book per season. And knowing the fact that Disney loves pulling the 10, 13 episode mark. They don't do above 26 because, you know, the episodes are longer and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure how long the episodes are going to be, but considering what we know from the Disney Plus originals, not Marvel. Marvel is its separate thing. And stuff like that. So if we're going to look at the Disney Plus originals alone, like High School Musical, the musical, the series, uh, the Secret Society of the Benedict Society or something along the lines of that, we're looking at a roughly about 10, 6 to, 10, 6 to 13 episode range. So the episodes are either going to be 25 minutes long or, or 45 minutes long. We don't know. We don't know. So, when I heard about this casting announcement, right, my first thought, my immediate reaction was, this isn't going to be the faithful adaptation fans want it to be. Now, keep in mind, there was already a film series before this, and let's just say it did not go well, and people were upset at the fact that it wasn't faithful due to the age of the actors in the film series. They expected Percy Jackson to be 11. The actor playing Percy Jackson in the 2010 film series was 18. I mean, keep in mind, there's a lot of things you can do with actors who are over 18. Um... Because, you know, child actors have their own set of rules and guidelines that, you know, Hollywood has to follow. Otherwise, you know, the parents can hypothetically sue if their kid actor happens to be in danger. For example, you can't show a kid drowning because in the event that does happen, it just, A, makes it really sad. And two, that's just a safety, you know, precaution you need to do, right? Uh... At least that's one of the rules, right? Um, you know, no kid should, you know, handle, like, weaponry. Like, they're, even if it's, like, a replica gun, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they, they like, you can't show the kid murdering people, per se, I think. Because that just looks bad on screen in general. It makes you question, on oh, why would a kid kill a person? Uh, you know, like, they could show it in flashbacks, but I'm pretty sure you can't show the, the, act, the act of murder. You can do it off screen, 
end everything, right? Or you can put it as a, as a flashback, whatever the way it works, right? So basically, yeah, kid actors have a lot of rules. And fortunately, it's Disney. They do a great job with kid actors. Uh, I mean, because, like, when you think of kid actors, right, you immediately think of Disney, okay? You know those sitcoms that we used to watch back in the 2000s? All of them, most of them, most of the leads were under 18. Um, you know, we had, like, you know, Zach and Cody, That's So Raven, Was It to the Waverly Place. Basically, any kid actor you can possibly think of got their start off from Disney. Now, I'm pretty sure these actors are under 18, so even though they're, I'm pretty sure they're, like, teens or whatever, right? Um, you know, you, there's still, there's still things, like, you know, what kid act, um, under 18 actors can and can't do, uh, you know, it's, it's Percy Jackson. I'm pretty sure there's not really of a gun, or, like, no one holding a gun as their weapon and everything like that um but yeah um so like you know at least the one thing they got right was the age although they look more like teenagers to me sort of not really you know or maybe they just have like a bunch of screen presence i i don't know now all of them have like pretty good uh, track records with with when it comes to like acting or whatever and you know I mean one of them works with Ryan Reynolds so I think that says a lot um am I worried about the acting I don't know I can't tell what's really good acting or bad acting because I'm always surrounded by you know what appears to be good acting so I I kind of accept that everything is good acting and everything like that um so acting, I'm I'm totally neutral about if it's if it's believable, sure. Um, but I just find this completely contradicting, in a way. Right now, I grabbed two photos of the tenth anniversary. What series was it? The 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 Heroes of Olympus, the complete series, the tenth anniversary edition why because i just happened to be in target one day and saw the percy jackson sequel books and decided to take a photo of it because yeah two of the leads happen to be people of color um if you know if you've seen the casting report you know and everything right and is it a hundred percent truly faithful to the Percy Jackson books. No. Maybe when we get to see them in action. Maybe. I say maybe. Maybe. I say that. Because again, Annabeth is portrayed by a person of color. And Grover is portrayed by a person of cover cover color he's portrayed both of them are portrayed by people of color okay does this play a big issue no because 
well, you know, I, I see Twitter and there's like a lot of positive, you know, positivity reinforcing, you know, Annabeth being played by a person of color. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's not. But when you look at Disney's track um, history in terms of making things live action and everything like that, and then there also message the push for diversity slash representation, which I think people at this, I when I think of representation, right, I think of, oh, that person's story being told in this way, in this medium and everything, and it makes sense. And people, you know, from certain, like, group of people, whether it's race, whether you have a disability, right? Like, oh, like, it's being represented and shown in media versus diversity. Oh, you have all these, like, colorful cast of people. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people, I feel like, I feel I feel like diversity and representation, they mean the same thing, but they're not, and I feel like they're not. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I it's whatever for me. As long as the writing is good, I, I legit don't care. Um, when it comes to, like, Percy Jackson, I want the story to be good. Rick Royden apparently says, we have the perfect Annabeth. We'll see how she is on screen. Um, but, you know, like, some people, you know, I, I, I guess me, me too. I was, I was similar in that boat where I was just like, this doesn't feel right. And maybe that's because we haven't seen them on screen yet. We haven't seen a trailer of it yet. So, yeah, my skepticism is a bit high, right? But I kind of remember specifically Annabeth having, you know, blonde hair. And a lot of the promo art for Percy Jackson depicts her as being Caucasian and blonde. So, I'm like, if you, if, if, if fans wanted a faithful adaptation, right, you know, we, if, if it, if it was faithful, right, it, it would be directly from the books to live action, okay, and we would have Percy having black hair, we would see, um, the antagonist's name is Jason, right, keep in mind, I only read the first four chapters of Percy Jackson, so maybe I'm just a fake fan, um, you know, you see Annabeth having blonde hair, we have Percy having black hair with blue eyes, Annabeth with gray hair, gray eyes and blonde hair and everything like that um i'm pretty sure nico the son of hades is a freaking emo but you know with that being said though there's a lot of art depicting her with blonde hair and pale skin you know and that's what they use to promote this series and when you have you know someone uh a person of color you know portraying you know one one of the female leads it makes me question okay whether or not if this is for diversity's sake, or is this just because Disney wants them to be remaining as a good company? You know, like, it's gotten to the point, right, where I'm like, just don't do live action anymore. Live action, you know, 
because of how like media is right it's always about like representation and blah 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 but like what to a certain extent is representation like i just don't know anymore right now again until the trailer comes out you know i hope it's good I, I when the trailer comes out hopefully but as of now i don't know i mean yeah she does seem to have the confident energy as annabeth and everything but i'm i'm hoping you know she is able to portray that confidence and, and make her fail for her uh because of just how annabeth is um you know like because of her uh you know her fatal flaw which is pride she's so prideful right because you know she wants to be the best at it she wants to be the very best in everything you know because you know she has a standard she is the daughter of athena and you know she has to live up to that and i want her to you know have a little mental breakdown of everything and you know and you know have her see that she doesn't like she's already the best at it and she doesn't really need to prove a lot that she's the best like she can prove her she can she already has enough evidence to prove herself okay okay that's like the best way to put it um my brain is going crazy here but uh yeah i'm i'm just like thinking right like she's already confident right like or maybe she doesn't have the confidence i, I don't know i don't know again i read the first four chapters of it and everything like that. I've seen the, one of the movies, The Lightning Thief. It, it was okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I just want Annabeth to be good, you know. And are are they ever gonna give Percy Jackson? Are they gonna give him the iconic look? I don't know. I don't think they are. Probably, probably not. You know, like, ever since people found out that Ariel is going to be black for the live-action movie of Little Mermaid, I'm just like, oh, what else they're going to do? And then they have the same person who did Maria for West Side Story, right? Rachel Zegler, whatever her name is. She's going to be Snow White, and I'm just like, what are you trying to do here, Disney? What are you trying to do? You say you want to make a live action that is like totally faithful, and then you make choices like these. I'm like, I don't, I can't tell anymore. I don't know anymore. Like, I'm like, it's not really that of original thinking if you really think about it, right? Because, like, oh, you're kind of taking a character who's known to be having this specific skin tone and then do a 180, and then I'm just like, you know. Snow White is German. I know people should believe me, but uh, they don't. <laughs> no, that's a joke. But like, I'm just like, I, I can't tell like whether or not they're doing it because we need more of these princesses in our lives, or we need these like great role models in our lives. And I'm like, but there are already already so many to choose from. All of them happen to be original characters, and then you're just like putting a, a skin tone on an existing character that, huh? My my brain confuddles me, right? 
And like, I wish, not gonna lie, they didn't do art for the 10th anniversary of Percy Jackson, right? Because like, oh, leave it like, just like upgrade the, the cover, but no art so that we can imagine what the characters are going to be like and maybe imagine the characters with the casting that Disney announced like a month ago, but no, they had to depict art and they had to depict Annabeth with pale skin and blonde hair and Percy Jackson with pale skin and black hair. I just can't tell anymore. I cannot. I cannot tell whether or not this is just for the sake of diversity, even though there's like, Disney's already so diverse enough, and yet they keep pushing it for more. And I'm like, unless your stories are original, it's lazy. The way I think about it, it's very lazy because like, oh, you want more diversity? Here, here, make this character whose who original skin tone was white, and we're gonna make her them a person of color. And I just can't tell anymore whether or not it's gonna be good and yeah people are saying on twitter yay black annabeth and whatever and i'm just like huh like i'm like isn't there already a black character in percy jackson or rick royden decided not to write one because he didn't know now keep in mind, the Greek gods literally traveled throughout the world and decided to hook up with whoever and whenever they wanted. Um, so keep that in mind. Yes, please keep that in mind. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, like, you know, like we, like people, like fans of the Percy Jackson series want a faithful adaptation, right? Is it really, truly faithful to the books? No. With these casting decisions, I don't know. And I'm like, they, they're they not doing what J.K. Rowling did with Harry Potter. That, you know, they picked someone who looked like their ideal Harry Potter, right? She she decided to go on that. And then with Rick Royden, she was like, he was like, nah. Because, you know, this is, my book is all, my series is all about diversity and everything we're gonna push that and i'm like yeah but when you promise fans for a faithful adaptation and then you see that when you see the casting you know list it, I, for me it just questions is this really faithful or is this just pushing disney's representation you know message across and yes i know there is representation in rick um royden's you know, the Olympus series and everything like that. The Percy Jackson series, if you will. But I feel like even him, he kind of went skimpy with the representation because there's only, like, like what, two races, three races. And, you know, I, I searched up on the wiki, right? I don't think I could be wrong. I legit could be wrong and could just be a big dum-dum for all I know. I'm stupid. Keep in mind, I am very stupid and probably just talking stuff out of nowhere, right? But I'm pretty sure there isn't an Asian character in Percy Jackson. Not to mention, I don't think there is a black original character from Percy Jackson. So to have a person of color play a a a a, 
a character who's depicted to have pale skin. It just confuses the heck out of me. Is it blackwashing or is it just oh because it's totally for representation's sake? If 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 Annabeth is gonna be portrayed by a black person, right? Obviously they're gonna have to address what black people have to go through every single day. Especially if you're a black woman. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be an interesting story or narrative or anything like that. I don't know. I'm dumb. You think I know stuff about this? I don't. I don't know anything. I'm pretty much stupid. So, yeah. I just find it completely confusing on how, like, Disney, like, you know, they, they use these established characters and then basically change their race all entirety, you know, with examples of, like, uh, Chloe, I think Chloe, Halle Berry, who is Ariel, and then you got Rachel Zegler, who is, um, you know, Snow White, and I'm just like, I, I don't know, I just, I'm like, so is it for, like, representation's sake now? Like, if you're, if you're doing this because, oh, it's for the children and they need representation, you have Disney+, Plus. you can search up all these movies. You can watch these movies that have the representation in it, and you could just watch them from there. You know? I, I'm like, I'm like, I think Disney's too diverse to the point they don't know what they're doing anymore, if I'm going to be honest. Is the Snow White um, adapt live-action adaptation going to be trash? Probably. Is it we're going to see a... Is it weird seeing a Colombian actress being a German white girl? Probably. And then, I mean, you could, you could make the argument of like, well, what about Evie from Disney decided to send Sofia Carson Latino and blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, like the evil queen and everything. And I'm just like, eh. I mean, she had a different dad. That given Latino. The point is, I don't know if whether or not Disney's playing the diversity and representation card just to make people happy and that happy people can spend their money on Disney. I think that's the main goal here. Happy people. Money. What do happy people like? Representation and diversity. I don't, I don't know. To me, it just... I'm like, when will this, like, race thing ever end? It won't. <laughs> it won't. And here I am, an Asian, right? Trying to, like, process all this information um, and everything. Because, you know, as an Asian, I never really had, I never really gathered the concept of representation before. Preferably because all of them were just bad and I liked cartoons regardless. Right, I never really cared about oh looking for Asian characters on screen. I never did because I was weird. Okay, I mean I cared about the female characters on screen because you you know like girls can do anything boys can do, maybe a bit better in in various situations, right? But as an Asian, I never cared for it. I never did. You know, I grew up in an area where you know it just felt very overwhelming and i admitted a defeat like 10 years ago of my life and i, I just kind of gave up i i subconsciously gave up trying to like find asian role models 
I did. I did. I, I didn't look for Asian role models because the only two bases were my parents and that, you know, emperor that decided to punish people. Their their punishment is death and death as in cutting them in half with the with the Asian like guillotine or something like that. I don't know. My parents are weird. <laughs> they like watching that stuff. I don't I don't know why, but they that but yeah, they did. They watched an emperor cut a prisoner in half and that was the death. It's in the opening, by the way, so I had that ingrained into my memory, and yeah, I guess that was the only Asian representation I ever had. I don't know. I guess food for thought. So, yeah, the whole representation thing, I, I'm at a point in my life where I can kind of care less about it now for the sole reason that, you know, I just, I just, I can't care for it anymore. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, it's great if other people have that. I just never really understood the concept of representation until high school decided to hit me with a bunch of politics I never thought I would ever need. And, like, you know, I get it. I do. But I never really cared for it personally. Like, oh, Asian character? Cool. Make it work somehow. I don't know. Like, I can't even bother to watch, like, Asian-centered stories. Right, I can't really watch, I can't really watch King's Convenience Store. I, after the first episode, I'm like, eh. I'm like, thanks for, thanks for reminding me that my life is kind of boring, by the way. And then my sister started to watch Fresh Off the Boat on Hulu, because I decided to get Hulu. And, um, you know, she watched, like, Fresh Off the Boat and everything. And she's like, oh, this is so relatable, ha, 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 ha. And then, and you know, I watched Shang Chi in the freaking theaters, and then my first impression was, "This is meant for China. This was meant for the Chinese audience. Something more, nothing less." And I'm like, I just don't like stuff. I don't like watching stuff that I know is going to be relatable to me somehow, and just me cringing at the fact that it's relatable. Because when I'm watching a movie, right, I don't want to. I don't want it to be relatable in some way. Um. For, for the sole reason that I just don't like relatable stuff. I don't like it when it just hits me in the feels and just gives me memories of, like, the Asian pain and everything like that. Or, like, the thing I had to go through similar to what an, another Asian character went through and everything like that. So, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Again, I'm just a big dum-dum who don't know anything and don't care for anything for all that matter. So, yeah, I mean, cool. If you want to support uh, representation slash diversity and everything like that, it's just for me, I feel like Disney's, like, really pushing it and really making sure that these are for little girls only. <laughs> okay, because, like, for the past, like, what, 10 years or so, Nine years or so, Wreck-It Ralph kind of doesn't count, the first one. And But, like, from 2013 to, to, to 2022, there have been more female characters, more female character protagonists than, than male protagonists when it comes to the, the, um, the uh, Disney animation and everything like that. Pixar is its own thing. But even I have to agree, there's a there's kind of more, there are more, like, female protagonists and 
you know, in, in Pixar also, but, you know, Pixar just really hits you in some sort of way, although Turning Red is a thing, and while I have not seen the movie yet, preferably because I just don't want to be hit, and I just don't want to be hit with the relatable feels at all. I don't want to, like, I don't want to go back to my childhood, because when I think of my childhood, I, I panic, and then I, I get, like, a like an anxiety attack in my brain, and then I just, I don't, I want to look into the future and not be reminded of my past, okay? And that's the, kind of the number one reason why I don't want to see Turning Red. Granted, it's probably a fun movie, I bet, but for me, I just don't want to think too much of the past right now. I, I don't want to get into the relatable stuff. I don't want to be reminded at the fact that, that there is a generation gap between my aunt and my mom and me. And then I also don't want to, like, be reminded of, you know, my aunt being um, a freaking snitch and always concerned about me and my well-being. And here I am just like, I just want to be leaving. I just want to be left alone. So, yeah, I, I don't want to live through that, please. And thank you very much uh, to people who love turning right. Good for you. Well, I see it in the present day, probably not. For the sole reason that I just don't want to be hit with relatable feelings that I've been trying to get away from for a very long time now. So with that being said, let's move on into, into something completely different and completely random that hopefully I can get it in with the next 20 minutes or so. Anyway, um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. People have already said their thoughts on it online. Here are my two cents on it. Uh, kind of underwhelming for a Marvel movie, if I'm really going to be honest here. Uh, it doesn't have that, you know, it, it doesn't, it just, it's pretty linear, pretty straightforward. Uh, there's like a lot of stuff going on and everything like that. You know, it's more of a go-go-go sort of scenario sort of thing. And they were like, oh, we need to figure out this. We need to figure out that. Um, and everything. It's very more of a linear sort of situation. It wasn't the it wasn't the madness that I thought it was going to be. It was surprisingly understandable for a Marvel movie. For me. You know, it was it was pretty understandable for me. And for those who are wanting to see it, I'm try I'll, I'll try to keep the spoiler free, but they're pretty, there are pretty going to be spoilers, you know, there are going to be spoilers ahead, so if you have not seen it yet, spoiler warning, uh, yeah, with that being said, though, um, you don't really need to watch WandaVision, they can kind of, they kind of caught you up to snuff with Wanda trying to, you know, reconnect with her kids and everything like that, so you don't need to watch WandaVision, it just, creates a different opinion when you watch the movie uh do you really need sight do you really need to see dr strange and infinity war and endgame now you could but you, you can literally jump in into this movie blind you can literally jump in into the to it blind and i think you'll be all right uh at least that's what i think of it Anyway, I asked my friend Esme, who has been on the podcast before. Hi, Esme. Uh, I she hasn't she hasn't seen WandaVision, and I'm like, well, I'm like, 
I watched it, or at least I watched the first five episodes on repeat. But I pretty know what happens at the very end of One Division because I was that crazy and decided to watch the show at midnight when the Disney Plus servers had no idea what the heck they were doing back then, back in like 2021. Um, uh, um, yeah, but you know, even if she didn't watch One Division, she was able to get the whole movie somehow, some way. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen really did a good job with this movie. Would she win an Oscar? That's what the fans want. Does the Oscar want Elizabeth Olsen to win a freaking Oscar? I don't know. Considering how like the Oscars were like this year. Oscars. The Academy Awards. Get your BS together. So yeah, with that being said. Uh, I do believe that uh, Doctor Strange or Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen did really, really well in this movie. Benedict Wong, get him is it? Get him his in canon tuna melt, please. I really liked um, Wong a lot. Well, I liked him just as much as I did in Doctor Strange in twenty sixteen. Um, you know, but you know, knowing the fact that Wong is going to make more appearances, I'm like, eh. Sure, why not? Uh, for what for what his role was in the movie, it was pretty good. Um, oh yeah, Shochi Shochi Gomez. I forgot there was like four key characters, and then you know Christine Palmer, Rachel Adams. She did a really good job playing two versions of herself, and everything like that. Um, you know, it, the chemistry between her and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's always good. So, um, yeah, Sochi Gomez. And, you know, this kind of caused a bunch of controversy leading up to the movie. Because, you know, some countries don't like LGBTQ people for some stupid weird reason. And do dare I say, so what if she has two moms? Parents are parents regardless of what they are. Except abusive ones then get away from them. You know, like, you know, there's nothing wrong be- with being raised by two powerful women who could just could potentially be alive. You know, it, there's nothing bad about it. Like, you know, based on how they're like portrayed in the movie, they 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 acted like parents, and there's nothing wrong with it. And they're raising a kid who, you know, their kid thinks they killed them. But let's just face it, it's Marvel. They're not gonna kill off two gay women like that. Are you crazy? No, for seriously though, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're alive. You know, because I think when America Chavez kinda finally comes in terms with herself and everything like that, I think, you know, she'll find a way to save her parents or find or like her parents will come to her in some sort of, you know, finale moment and in that way that creates a a great closure to America Chavez because like, you know, all that buildup she had throughout her arc in the MCU, and then to have like and to save her parents will make a great ending for her and a great closure, might I add. So yeah, um, in terms of Sochi Gomez's portrayal of America Chavez, I actually liked it in this movie. Um, America Chavez in in uh in portrayals, right, was kind of in a way ruined for me by the by the lovely folks at Disney XD. 
not saying the America Chavez was portrayed in a, in a negative way. I just, when I was watching those Disney XD Marvel specials, you know, the ones that starred Dove Cameron and everything like that, I don't know why, but America Chavez kind of bothered me because she's like OP and then she's like in a bit prideful and then acts like the main leader. And I don't know, I don't know. Something about America Chavez in the animated series kind of bothered me a bit. And you know, the fact that she's like, oh, like I'm the de facto ruler and everything like that, it, it, it didn't sit well with me. And that's because, well, you know, I, I were your women in general. Unless they're written surprisingly well, I can kind of get behind, you know. But, yeah, the America Chavez in the Disney XD series, for me, it felt like she had no flaws at all whatsoever. Or she wasn't really that much of an interesting character. The, the, the one I did find interesting was freaking Gwen Stacy, portrayed by Doug Cameron. In the Marvel Rising uh, TV series, it felt like we were kind of following her story more than everyone else's that's just my take on it though because i am like that what can i say i like people who have very sad backstories because i'm sad in general Ayy. so yeah but uh, back to sochi gomez i really liked her portrayal i like the fact that uh you know she's younger so you know more insecurity nothing wrong with the with a good amount of insecurity okay sometimes being insecure something from a writing character standpoint you know it helps grow it, it helps grow the character it makes the character more likable and more relatable and everything and i like that but i don't like it when i'm relating to asian americans because then i just feel weirdly guilty and i don't like doing that okay there's a difference between relatability in different aspects of media capiche capiche so yeah but america chavez in this movie i actually enjoyed her a lot way more than i thought i was gonna be which is actually a pretty good thing hats off to sochi gomez for that i hope you uh you know continue what you're doing and uh yeah um sochi gomez yeah uh I blinked out at names. Go figure. Woo! So, um, yeah, overall, I wish there was more multiverse, but they showed it in a montage and only shown two. So, yeah. Let's see. What else? What else stuck out to me? So, um, the Illuminati! Kind of disappointing, even if you had, even if you were able to get John freaking Krasinski in as Mr. Fantasmic, fantastic, right? And then you have uh, Monica Rambeau, or I forgot the actress's name, I'm so sorry, uh, Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel, and then you have Haley Atwell as um, Captain Britain, I swear, just, I, I don't want to make a racist joke right here, right now. Uh, Lasana Lynch? Is that the name that played Captain Marvel in the Doctor Strange movie? I think so. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm a big dum-dum, and I don't want to use the internet right now to look up stuff. Um, we had... Uh, Charles Xavier, Professor X, Patrick Stewart as uh, Professor X. We have Mordo, 
Whoa. I mean, Mordo is Mordo. Uh, so, you know, there's just that to consider. Uh, did I list anyone else? Oh, yeah, Black Bolt. So, um, yeah. Earth's mightiest Illuminati, technically the representation of all Marvel, and they were obliterated by the Scarlet Witch. I gotta say, kind of disappointing. I thought they were actually gonna pull up a fight. They didn't. Well, Black Bolt got screwed, and then Mr. Fantastic kind of got screwed by a little bit, and then, yeah, and then the ladies pulled up a fight, but then failed, and Charles Xavier had it, and then he died. Apparently his third time, I don't know. Um, yeah, the Illuminati was kind of a letdown. You know, I, I get there were supposed to be, they were supposed to be the strongest heroes Earth um, 838 had to offer. But, you know, because, I think because of the fact that they were able to have their world sorted out. And because of the fact that they didn't think of, you know, 616 Wanda as a big threat. They were like, oh, we can handle this little witch. And I'm just like, oh, uh, uh, foreshadowing. It will not turn out well. And I was right. Because they died. In the hands of the Scarlet Witch. Because of course they did. I'm not. I, I'm just like. Their, their introduction could have been better. I wish their personalities would be better. You know maybe they actually pulled up a fight against Wanda. But they didn't. But that just goes to show you that Wanda is freaking OP. Like she's really OP. I don't care what you all say. Don't give me that Captain Marvel versus Scarlet Witch debate. We can clearly tell from Multiverse of Madness. It's clearly Wanda. So don't pull up your arguments of saying, Oh, but Captain Marvel is better. We have proof that she's nuts now. Thank you very much. And I haven't seen Captain Marvel because apparently the female character that is Carol Danvers is apparently not relatable. And also because I've, I've seen too many video essays containing on why Captain Marvel isn't really great of a female character to begin with. So I just don't want to pull that right now. Please. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to watch Captain Marvel 2019 to save my life. Please and thank you. So, yeah, I don't know just how, like, uh, the closure of everything, right? It was just, I think it kind of wrapped up everyone's stories kind of well. I mean, we have, we, we, you know, we still have, you know, discoveries of where it can go next. You know, Strange has a third eye for some weird reason, and the Dark Dimension, and Clea, and everything like that. Apparently, that's the character's name that portrayed, that was portrayed in the post credit scene. Uh, not post-credits, and mid-credits scene and everything like that. The music duel was very, very interesting. I think that was, like, my favorite part of the entire movie. Um, because I like music a lot. I really like it a lot. Music is, like, part of my body at this point. I like music. I liked how they literally battled each other with music notes. Danny Elfman's score is just amazing, and I liked it. I loved it in this movie. And, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas and basically everything that Danny Elfman does. So, yeah. 
Ah, uh, let's see, let's see. What else am I missing? What else am I missing? The whole horror. I think they kind of handled PG-13 horror surprisingly well. I mean, Wanda kind of coming out of the mirror was pretty creepy and how this logical aided that Wanda can be. It's really creepy, by the way. Um, you know, I think they handled the horror down to a T for, for you know, a PG-13 rating. And now Kevin Feige did say that everything was going to be PG-13. Or in TV's cases, TV-14. <laughs> TV-14. Or, T no, TVMA. Yeah, TVMA for the Disney Plus series, that will be the limit. And then, you know, TV-14 for the Disney Plus series that, you know, that don't deal with a ton of issues and everything like that. I'm pretty sure She-Hulk is going to be uh tvma and miss marvel is going to be tv 14 and uh, you know i'll i'll put in my my two cents on that later but as a multiverse of madness right i in in its entirety i it's a seven for me you know i wish there was more apparently there was like 40 minutes cut from the movie and i'm like i wish there was more i mean yes the scene where uh, Wanda838 forgives Wanda616 for, you know, everything that she did, did and it kind of branded her as a murder of the Illuminati, so they're not really, you know, um, you know, and everything like that, but, you know, just the scene uh, where 838 Wanda is forgiving Scarlet Witch Wanda and everything, and Wanda realizing what she has done is kind of bad. I'm excited for what Wanda will do, and I don't think she died. I don't think she died at all, um, and everything like that. I don't think Wanda died. She's too OP to die. But yeah, can't see where I cannot wait to see where everyone's journeys will go next after this movie. And I hope Doctor Strange gets its love life. I want Doctor Strange to be happy. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Anyway, so I am aware of Miss Marvel that is going to come out in, I think, June of this year. And then She-Hulk on August 17th. I've seen the trailer for She-Hulk. It's Marvel's horniest show yet that is not related to Deadpool at all whatsoever. And, like, to be fair, like, Jennifer Walters in the comics is... Sex positive? I guess, which, you know, nothing wrong with being sexy, even if you're green and toned, <laughs> you know, she, she looks pretty for, for someone who, uh, had, you know, gamma radiation somehow in their body, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for She-Hulk, you know, something different of the MCU, other taking comedy, in, in a sense where it's like, you know, one of those, like, CW shows and, and stuff like that are taking more of the comedy side, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. Is the show horny? Yeah. But nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It, it can't, there, maybe, it's like, oh, we have Miss Marvel, let's, we have Miss Marvel that is targeted to teenagers, and then we have She-Hulk targeted to adults. Um, so, yeah, I am excited for She-Hulk. And, I mean, the horny meter can't be that bad. 
if they're able to have Jessica Jones and Luke Cage doing it, uh, I think they can handle She-Hulk, you know. And to be fair, Kevin Feige said it's going to be PG-13-ish. Although I'm pretty sure She-Hulk is going to be TVMA. But, you know, nothing wrong with flirting and dating and stuff like that. And uh, Miss Marvel. It is basically a Disney Channel show that is run by Marvel. That was my my initial thoughts on it anyway. It it felt like a Disney Channel show. You know, is it a bit bothering at the fact that Miss Marvel's powers is kind of similar to um, Captain Marvel? Eh. Considering the fact that Miss Marvel... Captain Marvel didn't really make too much of an appearance. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen Endgame. Because i ra- I rather have that spoiled to me than basically watch three hours of it. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Miss Marvel, you know, I hope it's okay. I want it to be okay. You know... But, like, you know, these Disney Plus shows, you don't have to love them all. You don't have to watch them all. You know, you can now pick and choose on what Disney Plus series you want to watch now. Or, you know, excited for it to come out. Excited for the one that you want to come out. You know, you're not obligated to watch all of them. You're not. Unless you're a freaking YouTuber who focuses on Marvel and only Marvel only. But... You know, that's just my two cents on it. Will I watch Miss Marvel? Maybe I'll watch the first episode and then maybe give it a go. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, first episode and then we'll see. And if it gets too cringy for me, my definition of cringy is just, um, like, I want to pause every single scene. Yeah, like, if I, if I somehow just want to keep pausing the episode... I find myself not enjoying those episodes. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this week of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I know it's been a while. Uh, just life has been going kind of crazy for me, and uh, I couldn't find myself to watch or record any episodes lately. So, yeah, um, there might be Star Wars uh, episode 5 review coming this week or not. Now that I say that, I'm probably going to do it. Um, stay tuned for that this Friday. Uh, you have my social media at the bottom. Yeah, my social media at in the uh, description down below. You can follow me at on Twitter at the Lone Wolf Pod on Twitter and also on Instagram at the Lone Wolf Pod. I just, it's just there to promote me although i suck at doing that so there we go yeah my social media is uh it's linked down below and i have my business email at wolfbelow90 at gmail.com i have three ways you can financially support me via merch via donation link and then via uh just listening to my episodes back to back uh, my merch link is down below if you're if you want to click on it um you can donate me a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month with the uh, donation link down below. Or you can just listen to my episodes. They're all monetizable and everything should be fine. 
and everything. Um, yeah, just listen to my episodes back to back, and I get money out of it. One cent per week from Anchor. I would like that to be two, please. Thank you very much. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share this podcast to anyone you know. You can uh, subscribe to this podcast on anywhere you get your podcast at, with the exception of YouTube. Uh, you can you can follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Music, I think, Castbox, Cricket, even iHeartRadio. It should be on there. Or not, I don't know. It's been forever since I logged on to iHeartRadio. They're there to consider. So, um, yeah, please give this podcast a rating and review. And please share it. Please and thank you. And I hope I don't get canceled for this episode today. I do hope not. With that being said, I will howl at you guys later. And please, please stay safe.